Eric Chauvin, uh, was uh, found guilty. It, it happened right after we went off the air yesterday. How lucky for us. Here are some of the highlights. We, the jury, in the above-entitled matter as to count one, unintentional second-degree murder while committing a felony, find the defendant guilty. Same caption, verdict, count two. We, the jury, in the above-entitled matter as to count two, third-degree murder, perpetrating an eminently dangerous act, find the defendant guilty. Same caption, verdict, count three. We, the jury, in the above-entitled matter as to count three, second-degree manslaughter, culpable negligence, creating an unreasonable risk, find the defendant guilty. Derek Chauvin has been pictured in his first mugshot taken at the maximum security prison in Minnesota where he's on suicide watch after being found guilty on all three counts of murder and manslaughter in the death of George Floyd. Chauvin faces a uh, minimum sentence of 12 and a half years and a maximum sentence of 40 years for second-degree murder. Uh, so that's going to uh, happen at uh, at some point. Uh, what happens to Derek Chauvin now that he's been convicted of murdering uh, George Floyd? Uh, and they uh, <clears throat> they go through all the. Uh, I'm not going to re- repeat all the uh, what all the charges mean. I think we did enough of that yesterday. Uh, where is he now? He was free on bail for the last several months and uh, was handcuffed immediately after the verdict and taken into custody. He is once again at the state's maximum security prison in Oak Park Heights due to an arrangement with the county sheriff and the Department of Corrections. Uh, that's the same prison where he was moved right after his arrest for security reasons. And once again faces minimum of 12 and a half years, maximum of 40. Uh, what's, what's next? Uh, he waived his right to have a jury consider whether there were aggravating factors. Um, leaving that decision in the hands of the the judge, and um, he can uh, he can appeal. Uh, that is something that could happen. Uh, what are his uh, chances on appeal? Uh, pr- pretty slim, pretty slim. Um, those don't uh, those don't often change anything. Now there was a lot of people yesterday who were predicting riots, even if there was a, a, a guilty which I didn't understand yesterday, and turns out I was right. There there, there wasn't. Uh, cities were bracing for riots, uh, but there were celebrations instead because it was a, uh, a guilty verdict. Um, anyway, uh, let's uh, take some calls here. Is it David on line one? David, go ahead. Yeah, I just want to comment on the politics of this um I just remember, okay, well, immediately after the verdict, um, Biden came out and he said that he wanted to see some police reform. And I, I recall about eight months ago, Senator Tim Scott, who's a Republican, he's a black Republican, came up with a whole bunch of reforms, including chokeholds and cameras and all this stuff. And the Democrats called it a token effort. And they used that word, token effort. So at this point, uh, for Biden to call for police reforms, I say, you know, well, go back and apologize to Tim Scott. And they've, they've spent, all these woke people have spent the last year trying to defund the police. So the hypocrisy here is glaring in my eyes. And um, that's all I got Well, to does say. defund the police mean defund the police? It's a terrible term, by the way. Uh, politically, it's a terrible term. Or does it mean divert some some more money towards mental health what does defund the police mean i think if if you hear someone like 
Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she says defund the police means defund the police. So if it's the hard left, the woke left, I don't know. I mean, again, Tim Scott, the Republicans, I think they're ready to do this. Well, if he has some, if if he has some good ideas, they, I mean, it's not going to happen, but they they should sit down and uh, and certainly look at those. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Appreciate the uh, the call. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I don't know who's on two. Ethan is on oh. two. <laughs> Sounds, seems like you told me that. Ethan, you're on the hey, air. There, Hello. Hey. Well, Jim, um, you know, like you, I, I was a little confused by those who said that uh, there would be riots no matter what the verdict was. Um, although, you know, I don't think anyone predicted that it was going to be guilty on all three charges. But, you know, the streets were relatively peaceful last night. If anything, people were more, um, you know, more glad than anything else. I thought the verdict, Jim, was absolutely just. Um, I watched the trial pretty carefully, and um, you had the Minneapolis chief of police testify that Chauvin's tactics were not police protocol or training. Uh, We saw the examiner who did the autopsy on uh, George Floyd testify that Floyd's death was a homicide. And uh, we saw the chief pathologist testify that the cause of death was not uh, drugs or anything or his big heart. It was lack of oxygen to the brain. So this was not just a good day for justice or race relations, America as a whole. It was a good day, and this is something I really want to underscore, Jim. This was a good day for police because when a dirty cop, and make no mistake about it, Chauvin was a dirty cop, a killer and racist. When uh, that kind of cop is held accountable and removed from the force, that benefits good cops. It holds them uh, to a higher standard. It uh, fosters more trust in the communities they serve. Good cops, more than anyone else, want bad cops rooted out of the ranks because bad cops are a, a, a stain on the force as a whole. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And for the first time, it didn't seem like he was, uh, he didn't get any uh, support. Final thoughts on the Derek Chauvin verdict, if you want to jump in, 243-3333. Now that uh, Derek Chauvin has been convicted on all three counts against him, he can file an appeal, but the odds are not that good considering some 90% of appeals are denied. An appeal in this case is a virtual certainty, but what issues his lawyers raised to the uh, appellate court are an open question according to criminal defense experts uh, that could include the possible bias of jurors, the refusal of the judge to, to move the trial. Uh, you can always go with uh, ineffective uh, counsel. Those are some of the uh, some of the ones. Uh, two four three thirty three thirty three. Uh, Brendan, you're on the air. Hello. Hi. I watched most of the testimony. Uh, the facts of the case just do not meet the elements of the murder charges, nor the intent of those laws. Uh, the jury was threatened to convict. Appeal to overturn is likely. The judge said in as much. Um, he was talking about what Maxine Walters and. Uh... Maxine Waters and uh, the, mostly on that. Well, that's when when the judge said uh, an appeal is likely or or appeal to overturn is likely was with respect to Maxine Waters. But we know the the, the jury was threatened from the beginning. How um, how were they how were how were they threatened or is it possible that they looked at the evidence and and came to this conclusion? They knew that if a if they were not to convict if they were to um, for an acquittal that the city that they live in 
would largely be destroyed. Uh, they knew this. You go when every day when they went inside a courthouse, it was barricaded. There's huge fences, walls, military equipment all over their place. I, you know that had to have a significant impact on the mindset of those jurors. I think jurors, for the most part, take their um, vow or whatever you want to call it very seriously. It still it still creates a bias, and un- even an unconscious bias, it still impacts the decision making. So bias. when you you say you watched all of the tr- the trial or most of the trial, and you didn't think there Correct. was any any evidence of murder, uh, explain that. Uh, I didn't say that there is, was no evidence of it. I said the facts of the case do not meet the elements of the murder charges. So in the jury instructions, they're provided there are a list of things for each of the murder charges. Uh, there is a list of things that had to have that that had to have been that had to have happened. You have to do A, B, and C. Uh, and in in the murder charges, those weren't met. They they weren't met. They weren't the intent of the laws. The murder two is intent is uh, for the murder two. You had to have committed some other felony that resulted in a death. Something like a bank robbery. If you committed a bank robbery that resulted in someone getting shot, that's a murder two. That wasn't the case here. For the for the murder three, that the, the scenario there is someone throws bricks off of a bridge onto a freeway, causes a car accident, and that kills someone. That's a murder three. That wasn't the case here. Nothing like that. Do you think there was manslaughter? Uh, I think there's a good argument for manslaughter because Chauvin did not get up when when Floyd went limp. So there's an argument to be made that he was negligent because he didn't get up. I, I think there's there's an argument there to be made. Yeah, I thought it was going to be manslaughter. I, I agree with you. I didn't think they could prove murder. Hours after Derek Chauvin was convicted on Tuesday, media and uh, other activists tried to cram the police shooting of Makia Bryant into a preordained narrative, taking advantage to the incident's proximity to Chauvin's conviction cast the shooting of uh, of the teenager. Uh, I will warn people that uh, Makia Bryant is not the new George Floyd. She was in the act of stabbing someone when she was shot. And that is on video that I watched today. Columbus, Ohio police responded to a 911 call to find a group of teenage girls in an altercation. Uh, body camera footage shows the unnamed officer exiting his vehicle and commanding the brawling girls to get down before shooting 16-year-old Makia Bryant four times. Freeze-phrase images show Bryant was swinging her knife toward another African-American girl. She had a knife. She was running at her. And that is uh, that is on video. Uh, the, the victim's aunt confirmed to the Columbus Dispatch that her niece did, did have a knife. She claimed she dropped it before being shot, but I didn't see that part. Didn't look like it. Anyway, that uh, screen grab and videos all over the place if you want to search it out. A sheriff's deputy led former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin away in handcuffs Tuesday after jurors convicted him of murdering George Floyd, a dramatic ending to a case that transfixed the world and became the latest flashpoint in the raging debate about police brutality against the black community. This from the Minneapolis Star Tribune. 
The conviction almost a year after a bystander uh, video captured Chauvin kneeling on Floyd's neck for more than nine minutes was the first time in Minnesota history that a white police officer was convicted of killing a black civilian on the job. Jurors delayed, uh, deliberated for about 10 hours over two days before finding Chauvin guilty of second-degree unintentional murder, third-degree murder, and second-degree manslaughter. Chauvin was immediately handcuffed and escorted out of the courtroom. His bail was revoked, transferred to the Minnesota Department of Corrections, and booked by about 4.55 p.m. Uh, local time. As news spread of the verdicts guilty on all counts, social media sites reposted the Minneapolis Police Department's initial report that Floyd died of a medical event at the scene, an assertion that might never have been contradicted if it weren't for Darnella Frazier, the teenage girl who uh, videoed this on her cell phone. Before Chauvin was uh, taken away, the uh, judge individually polled the jurors, each of whom confirmed their verdict as correctly read. He then thanked them as a group. I have to thank you on behalf of the people of the state of Minnesota, not only for jury service, but heavy-duty jury service. Attorney General Keith Ellison, who oversaw the prosecution, summed up the case simply by saying George Floyd mattered. They didn't know George Floyd. They didn't know how he had a beautiful family. They didn't know that he was a proud father or had people in his life who loved him, Ellison said. They stopped and they raised their voices because they knew what they were seeing was wrong. They didn't need to be medical or use of force experts. They knew it was wrong and they were right. Prosecutor said no verdict can bring George Floyd back, but this verdict does give a message to his family that his life mattered, that all our lives matter, and that's his, and that's important. Benjamin Crump, attorney for the family, issued a statement. Painfully earned justice has arrived for George Floyd's family and the community here in Minneapolis, but today's verdict goes far beyond this city and has significant implications for the country and even the world. So right when that was happening, uh, Makia Bryant was uh, shot and killed in, in Columbus. And I don't know if they're going to continue trying to put, put this into a preordained narrative box, taking advantage of the proximity to Chauvin's conviction. But uh, this is not not a good one. I mean, I think it's good for the police. Not that they ever want to shoot anybody. Yeah, I mean... It's not you... what I'm saying. Right. But it's not It's not like she was just an unarmed teenage girl not no. doing anything. I don't know. They they saw the... Uh, I don't know if you saw the, the body cam footage, but I think the body camera footage is going to... It pretty clearly shows that the... Uh, going to help, help the cop. The girl has a uh, knife in her right hand. Yeah. Police responded to a 911 call to find a group of teenage girls in an altercation in the front yard. Body camera footage shows that the officer exited the vehicle, commanding the girls to get down before shooting 16-year-old Makia Bryant four times. Freeze-frame images and video show Bryant was swinging a knife toward another girl. 
when she was shot. I don't know. Is there is is there any way you could have uh, uh, avoided shooting her? And then what happens if the other girl gets stabbed? And then uh, you didn't do anything. These are the uh, the tough calls that that make it almost impossible uh, to be a cop. The uh, aunt confirmed that she did have a knife. The aunt says she dropped it before being shot, but that's not what I saw. The mayor of Columbus called the events a horrible, heartbreaking situation, adding that the footage was quickly released in the interest of uh, transparency. Uh, Gloria, you're on the air. Hello. Uh, yes, I just wondered uh, an opinion, actually. Uh, when on the, on the girl in Columbus, when um, when the officers got there, the girl who in the pink and some of the other girls were on the other side of the car, the opposite of side of the car from the girl with the knife. And the officers kind of you know hung around a little bit, uh, and they were talking. I guess I don't know. They were probably trying to find out some information about what's going on, what was going on. And then the girls came around the car. Now, my my opinion is, and I'm just talking about for future, is that they should have gotten all of those people out of the way in the first place. That they, they should have, you know, all those people were hanging around the girls, had a chance to come around the car, and they didn't do anything to, to clear out other people from the danger. So I'm just wondering if that will help in some other cases. Should they have done that? And um, also, is there are is there uh, are they trained in like I'm sure they're trained in, but are they allowed to? At that point, they could have done like a takedown or something of the girl. So you you're saying before the girl in pink was waving her knife at the girl in black that they were separated. And she was yeah, on... They were on the opposite side of hmm. of the car, and the police were already there. And the girls came around, and and that's when she went after that um, girl who came around the car in the pink. It was uh, some delay there. You go back and watch, and and um, you know, I'm just I'm just talking about for you know I, for future. No, I understand. So, I understand. I, I I guess we're getting into a, a situation there where. You know, you almost expect the cops to be psychic and predict the future. Leland, you're on the air. Hello. Hey, buddy. How are you? All right. What's up? Well, I just wanted to comment. You know, I get that the uh, Floyd uh, case is, you know, kind of a real bad one and it doesn't look good. But at the same time, we got a whole bunch of good police officers out there that are getting a bad rap. And, they're, you know, they're just the left is making too big a deal out of, you know, everything they can think of to make them look bad. Well, I don't know if that's the, uh, if, if, if that's the intent. Uh, do, do you think that the George Floyd thing hurts the, the average good officer out there? No, in that case, I don't think so. Um, I, I just, you know, it was a tough situation. It was a bad call on his, his part. And I just... Uh, I just feel bad for, you know, a lot of the other police officers that are out there and, you know, they're having to deal with a lot of, you know, nobody's, nobody's giving them any kind of props for the good ones, you know? 
Mm, no, I think it's important that they that they do get that. Um, and uh, I don't know, is this stuck? I don't know what. Uh, thank you for the call. Um, is the media overdoing it? Does this is this harming good cops? I don't know. I, I get tired of the, you know. Well, George Floyd was murdered, but hey, look over here. There's a bunch of good cops. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I think we know that. I think the police get a lot of respect, or they should. Anyway, there is going to be something called the George Floyd Justice in Policing Act. As uh, he welcomed the guilty verdict yesterday, uh, the president pressed Congress to advance the George Floyd Justice in Policing Act. The bill, which was uh, passed by the House, not the Senate, would uh, would change the way that uh, cops interact, uh, limiting or ending certain police techniques, including chokeholds and carotid holds. Such practices would be banned at the federal level, and federal funding for local and state police agencies would be conditioned on those agencies outlawing them. The bill also seeks to improve police training and to invest in community programs designed to improve policing and promote uh, equitable new policies. Other provisions, they would ban no-knock warrants in federal drug cases, encourage local and state agencies to comply by tying prohibitions to federal funding. No-knock warrant led to the shooting of Breonna Taylor. Prohibit racial, religious, and discriminatory profiling. Create a National Police Misconduct Registry. Address police militarization by limiting how much military grade equipment is awarded to state and local law enforcement agencies. And uh, I don't know. I don't know how far that's going to get in the Senate, but that is uh, that. Is that. Uh, a couple things. Your final thoughts on the Derek Chauvin uh, verdict, also the Makia Bryant uh, situation that's just starting to uh, bubble up. Columbus police released the body cam footage. The officer is on leave. What we know about the fatal shooting of Makia Bryant, this from USA Today, about 20 minutes before a guilty verdict was announced in the trial of Derek Chauvin, a Columbus police officer fatally shot a teenage girl. Columbus police released the body camera footage of the shooting of the 16-year-old just hours uh, after the incident. Police received a 911 call about an attempted stabbing, and uh, when they when they when they got there, a portion of the body camera footage was was shown. Uh, the video shows an officer approaching the driveway with a group of young people standing there. It appears that uh, the victim pushed or swings at a person who falls to the ground. She then appears to swing a knife at a girl who is on the hood of a car, and uh, the officer fires his weapon. So, uh, 243-3333 if you want to uh, uh, get in here. Uh, who's this? You're on the air. Go ahead. Yes, my name's uh, Dick. Uh, oh, hey. Jim, I wanted to just return for a minute about the uh, Minnesota incident with the uh, police and yeah. such. Uh Congresswoman Maxine Waters, as she addressed the crowd, she was encouraging them to stay 
active and in, increased perhaps their uh, objections. Uh, and I understand the jury was not sequestered during this time. Is it possible that, that when she, um, she may have put some pressure onto some of these jurors and uh, that, that uh, uh, I, I was surprised, like you, to see that it was not just one, one of the uh, charges, but it was all three that were found guilty. And I, I wondered if that may have resulted from that. Do I think that the, the jurors went the way they did because of Maxine Waters? Absolutely not. I, I don't know why. Why do we have such a low opinion of these jurors? Well, they, they were. Oh, they were afraid their city was going to burn down. They were influenced by Maxine Waters. Uh, no. Why, 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 don't, why can't we just assume that they, they looked at the evidence and they all agreed what had happened was and they voted the way they voted. I mean, I don't like a lot of governmenty things, but I think most of the time, jurors take their responsibility very seriously. And it seems to me that this jury sure did. The House voted yesterday afternoon to block a resolution to censure Maxine Waters following her remarks calling for protesters to get more confrontational if Derek Chauvin were acquitted. So, I don't know. I mean, look, I think she's kind of a a blowhard, and I, I think we've known this for about 30 years, so I don't want to be, I don't want to be on the side of defending her, but I, I don't, also don't want to uh, keep criticizing the, the jurors and this was kind of a last-minute thing, too. Anyway, what's up? Uh, Star, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hello? Why can't they shoot people in the arm or the leg or something that some I, I don't understand? Well, I don't know. Why they I, have to kill them? I mean, when somebody's getting stabby, they're uh, they're trained to kill. I mean, I, I don't know what else to tell you. I mean, we're just you know you're you're trying to stab someone, so we're going to wound you. That's that's not how they're trained. Uh, John, you're on the air. Hello. Yes, I don't I don't think the jury did a good job as you think they did. I think they should have come to a consensus on one charge if they were doing their duty this way they just you know basically everything was tossed up in the air and everybody got what they wanted i thought it was going to be manslaughter i didn't think it was going to be everything well yeah i didn't either and it really isn't a justice kind of a thing in that matter as far as i'm concerned but you know we know that something had to be done and uh I think right now America's got a big problem out there, and uh, we also have an exterior problem that's forcing its way in, and I think it could be even agitating the situation. And what's that? I think that, you know, the cartel's gone political in America, and I think they're pushing a lot of groups to agitate beyond that, rather than sit down with the leaders of the groups and 
find the differences and come together on that and make policy that way. All right. I appreciate the calls, all of you. Uh, we will continue with this. The survey found what percentage of Americans agreed that Chauvin was guilty? Hag, news guy, sidekick Hag, what do you think? What what percentage found Chauvin was guilty in the in the in the sixty five seventy? You are very good. Seventy one. That's why they call me the Hag. And what percentage of Democrats? Ninety five. Eighty five. What percentage of Republicans? Forty. Fifty five. What percentage of Independents? Seventy one. 62% of those polled said they would accept the verdict and do nothing further, such as march or protest. Well, there you go. 71% uh, uh, agreed. I'm assuming in this audience it's lower. 50 or 55 probably be about, about right. Uh, Cynthia, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, how are you doing today? Hey, good. Wonderful. Um, yes, I feel that they did the best job that they could. You know, he did have an opportunity to take his knee off of his neck. Um, he had several opportunities to get the man help. I feel that just as the sir. Hey, something we haven't to... something we haven't thought about that just popped into my head. He also had the opportunity to take the stand in his own defense, and he didn't do that. Yeah, well, most of the time they asked him not to, being that it was such a, a touchy case, you know. It, it was almost like a bittersweet victory because as police officers, you're out there, you, your life is on the line. And as human beings, like where I live, my life is on the line because, you know, they picked up one of my grandsons the other day and they had him, he, he's, he is a, a man of color. So they had him in handcuffs, and they were just pushing him around, you know. And luckily, my daughter knew exactly where he was, so she was there to watch and make sure that nothing happened to him. But I know a lot of violence, of domestic violence, occurs amongst the the police division because yeah. I'm a I'm a social worker. So I see a lot of people, like especially women, getting beat up by police. By cops, by police, you know. Well, I, I don't think uh, that's. Uh, I, I I mean, I, I don't know what the domestic situation is there. I, I would hope that that's not a widespread thing. If you were innocent, would they be able to keep you off the stand? If you were accused of murder, and your attorney said, eh, "I don't think you should testify." I mean, come on. Would would you? Would you want to? I think most people would. Unless you were guilty. But one of the reasons not to take the stand is if you're guilty because you don't want to be cross-examined. I get that. Uh, 243-3333. Frank, you're on the air. Hello. All right, I'll just answer your question real quick. I think I, I disagree with you there. I think if you get, regardless of whether you're innocent or not, you get a seasoned, well-trained lawyer up there, and they can probably convince you that you did something wrong, even though you didn't do wrong. Yeah, maybe, maybe so, maybe so. It's tactics. But anyway, um, 
I have a teenage son, and we've been talking about all the stuff that's been going on, and he's a good kid. He's not out there in the middle of the night hanging out with riffraff and all that other stuff. But I told him, if you get put in a situation where you have a police officer requesting that you do stuff, you'd better not ask questions. Just get on your knees, do what you're told, and that's it, period. And uh, that's what people need to start doing is that America is getting worse and worse, and people need to realize that these officers day-to-day deal with the scum of the earth. And if you do not follow their directions, if you act like a duck, you quack like a duck, you're going to get shot like a duck. And I'm sorry, but that's just reality, and people need to wake up and give police officers the benefit of the doubt. Yes, you're going to have a few uh, spoiled apples in there, but for the most part, they're trying to do their job. Yeah, okay, uh, and, and uh, I'm going to steal from Chris Rock here. I'm tired of the rotten apples, the few rotten apples. There's some jobs where we can't have rotten apples. Cops and airline pilots. <laughs> Most of our pilots Most like to land. Most of our pilots like to land, but we got a few bad apples. Yeah, come on. And Look, I, I, I support the police, obviously, but I know it's a tough job, but... It's a job you chose. I know some people chose it because they needed a job. I, I get that. It can't be all bad being a cop. From the uh, National Review Media, activists, politicians ignore evidence rushed to conclusion in Makia Bryant shooting. Hours after former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin was convicted, media... An activist tried to cram the police shooting of Makia Bryant into a preordained narrative box, taking advantage of the incident's proximity to Chauvin's conviction to cast the shooting of the teenager who was in the act of stabbing someone as another example of the kind of brutality visited upon George Floyd. Don't think that one's going to fit into the box. It shouldn't. Uh, Brandon, you're on the air. Hello. Hey, Jim, how you doing today? All right, what's up? You? Hey, listen, I just wanted to um, kind of ask that social worker lady through you and the radio, if, if she would be willing to take some of the emergency calls for the police officers that are they're getting for domestic violence and, you know, she has concerns about the police not being trained or, you know, not acting in the right manner in kind of um, when people are having their episodes. And would she be willing to be that person on the front line? With, for those calls, being a social worker and knowing how to deal with those people, I'm just questioning. I, I don't know. What would she learn? Hello? What, what is she? What? If, if she were to do that, what, 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 what do you think she would get out of it? No, I'm not saying what she would get out of it. I'm, I'm asking, like, they don't want police. The police are untrained to deal with people who are having uh, mental episodes, right? They don't know how to de-escalate. So supposedly it's been a thing a few months ago, or maybe a year. Oh, ago would she want would she want to go workers. out? Yeah, would she want to go out and? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, who who is better equipped to to handle that? I, I think it's a discussion we could have. Maybe both. <laughs> Send a cop and a social worker. That gets expensive. 